tonight, welcome back to The Cake with Jane and an extra special guest host. It's called The Cake because there is a cake for everyone. Whether it's walnut, chocolate or red velvet, we at Salisbury think cake really unites us. So coming up on today's episode, we are going to discuss love. But before we get started, I should introduce my special guest host. Hello. Hello. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Kate Jenkins. I'm one of the psychologists in the Trust. And also joining us today, we have Vicky Horrell, who is from our HR team, and George Goodrick Meach, yeah, who is right. our, uh, one of our occupational therapists. So before we get started on the, the subject of love, I'll have to stop doing that because I'll get into <laughs> love. We all know that we are much more than our job titles or our names. So, Kate, as our guest, I'm going to guest host. I'm going to start with you. Can you tell me something about yourself that no one else probably already knows? Uh, something you may not know about me is I am a very keen scuba diver, and I have dived over 100 oh, times wow. in my life. And although it's traditional to do your 100th dive naked, <gasps> I actually drew the line at that. <laughs> And what's the best place where you've been to dive, the most exciting dive? Bali's pretty spectacular. There were some amazing um, drop-offs with huge shoals of fish. But actually, recently, having been back to Thailand last year, there are reefs there that I dive for the first time in a long time that obviously had had the pandemic to recover. And it was absolutely spectacular seeing what two years without any boats and divers wow. can do to a coral reef and how nature can uh, heal itself quite uh, quite in a quite extraordinary way amazing something i've never done but may do in the future mm. george what I, what I really talk about very often is that i spent a year and a half in denmark when i was 19 oh, um, it was more just that i met someone online again kind of little love story oh, wow. um, and then we kind of met over the summer holidays and then i decided to go over there for a year and a half and then she came back with me we're not together now but um it was quite a good experience for me and pushed pushed me into almost like my adulthood kind of turning yeah. point yeah Real did you life defining moment that yeah. isn't it yeah definitely yeah. a lot of independence gained yeah. yeah so did you learn danish i did yeah. i don't know how much i've retained but i can speak so, a little bit my accent's not it's quite good. a tricky language isn't it, it is and i wish i'd pick somewhere a bit more useful because they you can only speak <laughs> Dan Dem uh, danish in denmark so <laughs> can you say i love you in danish um yeah else could i Wow. Yeah. There we go. I remember that one. <laughs> you passed your test. Vicky Horrell, what is something that people don't already know about you? Um, probably that I really quite enjoy quizzes. And just to add to that, doesn't mean I'm any good at them. Um, <laughs> and to the point where I was actually once on a TV game show. <gasps> wow. Yes. Um, dark horse. And it, every now and again it airs and I get people messaging me going, why are you on? Which one? It was The Chase. Oh, I With, love that, yeah. Bradley. It was 2014, so year, like years ago now. And it was a really fun experience. Met obviously Bradley Walsh. I was on a team of four people. I was the only girl, so it was all, all, uh, all men other than me. Clearly, I didn't win, um, sadly. <laughs> With hindsight, probably the hardest game show to go on and yeah. actually win anything. But it was just a really fun day, and uh, yeah, it's just good fun. Who was your chaser? It was the cinema <gasps> Oh, he, was, he was lovely. He's he was so lovely. Okay, so the subject of today's podcast is love. And before we get into it, I'm going to ask Kate, our psychology expert, can you tell us what love actually is? 
I mean, when it boils down to it, it's biology, isn't it? Mm. It's a bunch of hormones that get released in our brain that tell us that we we care for something or someone. And we, we get a positive feedback from that. So whether that's gazing into the eyes of, of your special person, whether it's holding your baby, whether it's cuddling your dog, it's it's a warm feeling that life is better when that person or, or person or thing is there than it is when they're not, I think. So it co- creates an emotional response. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that we, it's something that we crave because we can get um, a lot of positivity from that. It's, it's like a, a hormonal response that then becomes sort of almost addictive. And you, so you crave being with that person or thing that, that gives you that feeling. And it's probably fair to say the intensity of that feeling differs depending on what type of love mm. it is or how new the love is as well. As oh, absolutely. And I think it's um, where we talk about lust, don't we, and love mm. and the difference between them. And one sort of starts and then grows into the other. And, and those that deeper love and respect that you have for someone that you've known for a very long time perhaps changes from the initial zing the the sparkle whatever that is but also you know parental love is is going to be very different to the love that you feel for a, a lover um I almost went into a French accent then you I did, feel like yeah. you can't say lover without saying it in a <laughs> French accent so that's the sort of very scientific sort of answer mm. if I turn to our guests <laughs> Vicky what if I said to you how would you describe love what words would you use Similar to what Kate said, I guess, for me, it's like that feeling, like you either look at your children or go home and cuddle my puppy dog and you just, oh, I just want to squish them almost because, you know, when you see babies and you just look at them and they just, you just want to squish them and squeeze them. I think for me, the love thing, I feel the same with my kids and I just want to squeeze them and like wrap them up and Mm. yeah, just that, that, that feeling that you get when you just, like you say, you just want to be with them or you want to spend time with them and when you're not with them, you look forward to being with them and so for me it's very much that feeling and George how would you describe um, love probably like a deep I think a, a deep state of affection maybe mm. um or warmth towards someone it's not necessarily like just loving a partner but also like friendships that you build yeah you look forward to seeing people when you come into work that kind of thing as well and when we think of love everyone straight away well, majority of people think of their other halves or a relationship mm. but that you can have a, a loving feeling for people that you aren't necessarily in a relationship mm. with. Oh, absolutely. And I think, as George said, you know, good friends, mm-hmm. um, almost sort of people talk about being in love with celebrities, don't mm. they? Or someone who they have developed an affinity with, whether yep. it's through music or, or loving their films or something like that. And you just think, oh, they're so great. And that, that intensity of feeling that... Again, it's that positive feedback when you're watching that film or listening to that person's music. And it's a word that we use quite often, isn't it? Possibly mm. inappropriately. Yeah. You know, I love your cakes. Well, you're only I, human. I don't want to marry them, <laughs> but I do love them. And, uh, but, you know, I, I can live without them for a few days at a time, any more <laughs> than that. But obviously I'm getting a warm feeling being in their presence. But it is, it can get overused, can't it? Yeah, definitely. I think. So you get quite a lot of positive emotions from love, but you can get quite negative as well, mm. can't you? And I always remember my husband, then boyfriend, going away with work and being away so long. 
I actually was feeling physically ill because I hadn't seen him for so long. Mm. Um, but then there's other people who have unrequited, I can't say the word, unrequited love. Mm. <laughs> you can say the word better than me. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, unrequited, being in love with someone who doesn't love you back. I mean, that must just be agony. Mm. I mean, I, but it, again, it's that, that physicality, that feeling sick with longing for someone and... Or even, you know, when I first met my husband, that, that first week, I lost six pounds. I got slimmer of the week at Slimmer's World. <laughs> and that wasn't, that wasn't through not eating. That was sheer nervous energy of, oh, my God, I think this could be someone really important yeah. to me. What if he doesn't feel the same? What if something goes wrong? I haven't, at that point, had a relationship that lasted more than a, sort of a year or so. And, you know, really wanting this one to be the one. But... Actually, that's terrifying as well. Yeah, I was going to say it can, for some people, so overpowering. Mm. It scares them. So, yeah. so, George, have you ever had that experience where you just felt so overpowered by love? It's caused a sort of physical response as well as emotional. Yes, I think so. Um, definitely when there's, when you have love for someone who may not give that back to you. Yeah. Mm. I was in a relationship where we were engaged and... Mm. Unfortunately, she decided that, you know, she'd fallen out of love and yeah. like the opposite sex. And then that had a huge impact on me. I think about mm. two weeks I spent staying at Friends, just feeling oh. kind of really difficult to manage that feeling. But it sounds like you turned to the love of your good friends. Yeah, in that, that love almost brought that, the, you know, me, me back to my normal self eventually. Mm, and yeah. that almost, I learned from that and that helped me in my future relationships as well. So I can mm. learn from love and... Well, I think it, it was the Queen, wasn't it, that said, or late Queen, that um, grief is the price we pay for, for love. love. Mm. Yeah. So that grief, when that relationship came to an end, was because you had loved her mm. in the first place. Or, and the same, I mean, we, we had our very beloved dog um, had to be put down on Halloween. And, and that grief that I felt at that point was because I'd adored him so much. Mm. You know, and that, that flip side, it's a two-sided coin, isn't it? Yeah, it's devastating. Mm. Yeah. So, can you love somebody but not being love? You hear it all the time where, you know, I, I still love them, but I'm no longer in love with them. Mm. It's a classic breakup line, isn't it? <laughs> it's not you, it's yeah. me. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And I wonder if that's just a sort of natural way of things sometimes, that actually that first flush of being in love with someone is unsustainable because you still have to get to a point where you're actually washing their underpants and, you know, <laughs> arguing about money or whatever it might be. Deal with the snoring. Having to negotiate who's taking the recycling out. And there are times, I think, when you can love someone with every bit of your being and still think that they're being unpleasant and not like them very much in that moment. I, I know I've had that with kids as well. I don't know about you, Vicky, with your oh, kids. God, yeah. And I remember as sort of becoming a parent, you know, you're sort of flooded with, you know, oh, you get that rush of love and you love them and you die for them, which is all obviously true. But I remember sort of, you know, the toddler years or when I first started working here and the team I was working with in, in HR, I remember one of them saying to me, you know, you can still love your kids but not like them, you know. And I thought, Do you know, I just needed to hear that because sometimes they just drive you insane. Yeah. Mm. And, and the same, like you say, with partners, husbands, and you think, oh, is it right to feel this way? But it's completely normal. And I think hearing that, I just thought, oh, I just needed to hear that. That's I, what I'm feeling is normal. You're driving mm. me insane, but of course I still love you when it comes down to it. It's just that 
just yeah. a bit of space and it feels like the love is the constant bit yes. and then there's this sort of heartbeat of one day there'll be a oh you're so amazing I really really love you and then another day do you know what? I could cheerfully walk out now <laughs> and I wouldn't have a backwards glance <laughs> is that how we know what real love is then still I... loving them no matter what you know okay. going yeah. through those rough patches those tough days but still deep down knowing you couldn't mm. live without them yeah, there's something about rolling with the punches, isn't there? Because yeah. that foundation, I suppose, of love is there. So how do we know we're in love then, George? How, how do you know when you're in love? Um, We've talked about the emotions. In terms of being in love, yeah. um, probably you can't stop thinking about that person. You feel a real connection. Um, yeah, it's kind of that kind of that, that mutualness as well between mm. that person. So you feel you've got that bond and you're building together and you're kind of, you start thinking about what the future could hold. And I think that really is what helps love grow. Yes, you fantasise into the future, don't mm. you? About oh, imagine if what if we what if we got married? What if we had kids? What are our kids mm. going to look like? And those intense feelings of love, wanting to be with that person, you know, all, almost all the time, or mm. think about what they're doing, or thinking about doing something for them later in the day, or just looking forward to those moments when you mm. get to be together. Yeah. For me, it's it, there's a definite sort of jolt, physical jolt that you get. I mean, I can still very vividly picture and it will be 10 years this summer wow gosh. since i met my husband on these here hospital premises and i can still picture him the romance of it standing outside the waste unit in the spinal cord <laughs> how romantic and i waved and he turned around and smiled at me honestly it felt like someone had punched me yeah. in the middle of the chest because he'd smiled at me and <gasps> that feeling so that was a definite physical response that was a real gosh I think this guy affects me rather more than any other has yeah yeah I remember when I met my husband we were on holiday and we were just friends to begin with but I remember him walking towards me introducing himself and I literally tripped up a curb backwards thinking (laughs) oh you've got nice eyes um yeah, you turn into a gibbering wreck actually maybe that's the definition it's actually you turn into a complete gibbering idiot my current partner I met online um, through Tinder, oh, <laughs> as wow. you do. But she works here. She's the reason yeah. why I moved to Salisbury. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, we met online literally during COVID and it was like the last week when we could actually meet up and then we had that initial meeting and we just went into it a bit. You know, we'd spoken for a few days, but it was very quick and we weren't sure what was going to come of it and we just kind of just clicked like that. It Brilliant. Was really nice. And it was one of those times you meet someone and it kind of re because I have quite a bad history of dating. It kind of reinstated my faith in dating because yeah. it was such a good date. I felt it was so nice just to meet someone, and it was really positive. I don't mind if she doesn't message me back. I just had such a good experience from it, and yeah. then it just grew from there. It was really lovely. And when you met, you'd already been messaging each messaging other. for about a week. Yeah, yeah. So you'd already got to know each other. A yeah, bit we a bit. kind of um, we had that same interest where we both work in the hospital, um, and yeah, we kind of got a feel for each other, and yeah. Had that mutual interest. <laughs> and yeah. then you saw her and it was, wow. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what, to explain. About, what about you, Vicky? Yeah. Um, well, there's a funnier story behind the first part of this story. So I met my husband on night out in Salisbury. I'm a local Salisbury girl. It's just what happens when you live here for a long time. And um, amazingly, I was dr- um, sober the night I met my husband. Oh, that is a shocker. Which I think is quite surprising when you mm. hear that you met in a pub. I was actually on a hen night and he ended up wearing the pink feather boa that I had on for <laughs> said hen night by the end of the night. And like I say, I was sober, so I was sort of a designated driver. And I think I remember dropping him and his friend off home. 
and he just kind of said oh, can I have your number at the end? And I sort of gave it to him. And we both joked, because actually when we met, we'd both come out of quite not very nice relationships yep. at that time. Mm-hmm. And we both said, we don't want anything serious. And fast forward to now, we've been married for 15 years in December, <laughs> together for <laughs> 17. And I say to my husband quite often, you know, don't forget you didn't, didn't want anything serious. And he goes, well, I still don't. And I'm yeah. like, okay, we've now got like two kids. <laughs> and dog. And, but actually, the, we met prior to that. So... I think I was about 19, and I'd gone to a bowling alley in Southampton, met these three lads from Salisbury down there, and at the time, two of these lads were trying to set me up with a particular lad that was there as well. One of the the lads was quite drunk. We ended up having to drive them home, because, again, I was driving, and had to pull over on the dual carriageway coming back from Southampton because one of the friends started being sick in the car. So it was actually my husband, Ben, that got out with me to get a towel out of the boot. We pulled over in the lay-by, but unfortunately, I thought he'd moved his head when I went to close the tailgate. <gasps> he hadn't actually hit him on the back of the head. So that was the first incident. And then at that point, I said, I was trying to set me up with his friend. And then fast forward, it must have been about seven, eight years later when we then re-met on that night out. And we were like, that, did we meet on? Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was our kind of initial meeting. Not quite as nice. So as you the, might have been married one. for 22 years, were it not for the fact Possibly, that you smacked yes. him on the back of the head? With not since yeah. yeah. to him, yeah. one might argue. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Not for the next seven years. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> So what is the craziest thing you've done for love? Because they do say people lose their mind when they're in love. So, George, can you think of anything really crazy you've done for love? Um, I did mention that I moved abroad for love. Yeah, so oh, of course, yeah. That was quite yeah. a big step at that stage of my life. Yeah. Um, which my mum was not a fan of, but no. I went ahead and did it anyway. Yeah. I was 19 at the time, and we had met when I was 18. We had gone back and forth um, every few months kind of thing. So she got to know my girlfriend, but again... My mum does worry quite a lot about yeah. me and has always tried to give me more of a sheltered life growing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard for her to kind of manage me, not, you know, for the first time leaving home, but leaving to another country yeah. as well. Yeah, it was very hard and to make that decision was, was quite difficult at the time. And what about you, Vicky? Mine's probably flipped around a bit in what I didn't do because of the love, I guess. Because okay. when I met my husband, I was having job interviews in London. I had a couple of friends that lived in London, so I was in the progress of you know, finding a job in London, looking at flats to go and live in London because just I was young, I was single and just mm-hmm. why not kind of thing. And then obviously met my husband and like I say, we didn't want anything serious. So I thought it was going to be pretty chilled. Then obviously that went out of the window and didn't end up moving to London. So I, you, you do sort of think, oh, what would it have been like if, yeah. I'd, if I'd not gone out that night? Because I very nearly didn't because I was sober and you don't want to be any sober one on a Hindu. But had you not, it's funny when you look back and think, God, if I'd not gone mm. on that Hindu... The sliding doors moment. Yeah. Literally thinking that yeah. sliding yeah. doors. What if? What if? Yeah. Yeah. And your crazy story, Kate. I'm sure you've got one. Well, he'd moved in within a week. That's the rid- most crazy thing I've ever done. Is is let the guy move in within seven days. He was living in my flat. Very small. <laughs> <one bedroom. laughs> so yeah, we. It, I mean it. it we both say, you know, it was Thunderbolt City. Yeah. So there was absolutely no question in either of our minds that we were going to get married and have babies and that was that. So you may as well move in. What's the point in renting two places? We're just pouring money down the drain. So we've talked a lot about our other halves and the love we have for them. But like we said earlier, there's different types of love. Mm-hmm. So we've got children, we've got pets. Now, have you got any pets, George? Uh, we recently got a dog, and my mum's got two jugs, Jack Russells, Cosford Pugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so I've grown up with dogs, and yeah, we've kind of um, 
helping him kind of tra- transition into our home now and giving him that love that he needs. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Because some people, when they who don't have pets, don't fully understand the mm. the bond that people mm. have with their animals. So, Vicky, you've recently got well, yeah, so a year our, now. Yeah, she's puppy. nearly 18 months old now. Um, yeah, I, th- I agree. We've had dogs, family dogs, all our lives mm. growing up, both my, myself and my husband separately, but it's our first sort of dog together and the kids mm. have been going on and on and I remember in the beginning of lockdown I saw we were on one of our many daily walks and I said look when my eldest starts secondary school then we'll properly think about getting it and then last year one Sunday morning I just happened to be clearly I was already looking because I was looking on a pets for homes website happened to stumble across some cockapoo puppies that were actually in Salisbury we went to see the puppy and um, four of these puppies kind of came running at my husband and he just went, oh, we'll take them all. And um, obviously we just took one. And yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been a massive adjustment, but I, I cannot describe the love you have for a pet. They are mm. part of your family. And um, yeah, I wouldn't be without her now and it mm. drives me insane. But she, you know, when, when I go home tonight, she'll see me, she'll get absolutely bonkers. Mm. She'll just be so happy to see me. And yeah, even though you have to get up at stupid o'clock and take them out and all that side of it. Um, yeah, it just wouldn't be without them. And it, that's that unconditional bit, isn't it? That yeah. it is someone who is so pleased to see you. You know, everyone else can actually start moaning the minute I walk in the door, but the dogs are always the ones who are, yay, <laughs> Yeah. Getting back to people then, is there anything that sort of sustains love or feeds love? I guess it's, I mean, I... I think I'm quite needy as a person. Sounds silly. I'm ne- <laughs> needy as in, you know, I like to be told every now and again if I'm doing a good job or mm. if I'm, you know, being a good person or, you know, like something I've done or something like that. So I think for me, I value that kind of two-way street. I think if you have a friend that you're always the one that's kind of contacting yeah. them and then they never hear back from you, you kind of, time is precious, isn't it? So I think, you know, it's a, you, you're only going to, if you put time into someone and they're not giving it back, then mm. you might, whereas actually you've got lots of people, you know, really lucky at work where we do and the team that we work in I think we all work really well together so we really like spending time together so there you value it but if you're in a team where it's just one only a couple of people get involved that can be quite difficult I think to mm. bring everyone together and like I, said, I I think that's how it feels to me anyway mm. how about you George how do we keep love alive I think things like overcoming things together mm. making sure you are communicating with one another about things and it's like I said it's not so one-sided it definitely has to go both both ways to have like a, a like a beautiful nurturing relationship. Mm. Yeah, and um, just like that unconditional love, like you might have spats with like your brothers and sisters or your partner, but at the end of the day, mm. you still have that love for that person. And it's about just communicating that from time to time, like you said, just putting a bit in here and there. And what about saying I love you? Because some people say it a lot, some people never say it. I mean, we I have a little routine in my family that. My husband works shifts, so he's often away overnight. Yeah. And, and I will always say, I'm off to bed, night-night. And then I wait, and then he texts, night-night, I love you. And I text back, I love yeah. you. And, and that's always the last thing that we say to one another. And I'm the same with my son. I go into his room every night and give him a little kiss and whisper, I love you, in his ear. And I, I've thought about it over many years. It's almost a little bit OCD, sort of. It's, mm. it's something I feel I have to do. No, I'm the same. Just in case. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, and I think my sister, very tragically, was widowed in her 30s, where her, her husband just went to bed one night and didn't wake up. Oh, wow. Um, and he was 40, 41, maybe. And I always think, what if yep. that were me? 
what if something happened overnight? I want, I love you to be the last thing that I've said to everyone in my house, mm. even the dogs. <laughs> no, no, Poppy, love you. Yeah. Um, but it can become a bit overused, can't it? I'm similar to you in that we, you know, my husband and I in the morning give each other a kiss, say, I love you, see you later in the evening before you go to bed, same thing. Exactly the same with the kids before they go mm. to school, you know, when I'm dropping off. Bye, mm-hmm. love you, have a good day. Same with my eldest. Parents on the phone always mm. say, I love you at the end. Um, but equally, there are some times when, I don't know, someone's done, one of your parents or something's done something really nice for you and then you'll sort of send them a little special message maybe that says, oh, I know mm. I did that enough, mm. but I really love you. And just because you want them to know that, don't you? Because mm. I think we're all so busy that it can sometimes be lost and sometimes those pe- you don't realise how much you loved that person potentially mm. until it is too late. Mm. Um, so yeah, maybe there's, we should all wear our hearts on our sleeves a bit more and mm. just be a bit more honest and about how we feel about each other yeah. in the nicest way. <laughs> but would we, would we value it less if it was used too much? Mm. Well, I suppose that's the question, isn't it? It's a balancing act. Mm. Me and my not... partner, we say it quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially she's pregnant at the moment. So. <gasps> oh, We've got eight weeks to go oh. now, so it's not long. So it's your first? Our first, <gasps> yeah. Um, and I think that's pushing that love even more, where we're saying it even more regularly, mm. and you're kind of getting this growing love for something that's not here yet yeah. as oh, well. Yeah. But again, I've had like family members who have passed away and things like that, and you do it does make you think of those moments when mm. you haven't said I love you, or you leave on like a bit of a sour note at the end of the day, and it's mm. like you said, keep, keeping your heart on your sleeve is definitely something we, to be aware of. Within my family, we never go to sleep on an argument, just mm. in case, and I think because of where we work as well, we, yeah. we sometimes see the saddest cases, that yeah. probably reminds us more so that, you know, life is precious and you should cherish those mm. that you love so um thanks very much everyone for discussing and um love and disclosing all those special stories um one last question if i may um and some may say it, it involves love you've got a lovely ray of cakes in front of you you don't have to choose them is there a particular cake you do love uh, what is your favorite flavor i love velvet red velvet cake. oh yes yes it's just i, I can't put it into words really <laughs> No, it's, it's just the just the, the texture and the, the crumbliness and yeah, it's just it's just lovely. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that. I love yeah, red velvet. And you can't you can't resist that temptation. No, no. <laughs> what about you, Vicky? For me, it always has to be a carrot cake. Ideally, with loads of like buttercream icing mm. on top, in the middle, on the outside, and it feels like it's quite quite healthy because it's got vegetable mm. in it. So it's <laughs> one of your five a day, isn't it? <laughs> so is there not enough buttercream on that one? No, I've got a big pit of it on mine, so it's fine. Okay. And you, Kate? I'm the same as Vicky. Decent carrot cake is a is a joy to behold, and it's veg, so, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people who say that. It's like, if you have lemon cake, you're having one of your fruit. Excellent. Thanks very much, everyone. Really appreciate you coming and joining us today. Thanks so much to our guest host, Kate, for joining us on this episode. Um, what have you found most interesting about recording today? Do you know what? It's been so lovely to hear other people's experiences and and how love is something that unites us so much as human beings, isn't it? And love is something that is there and accessible for all of us, even whether it's from a, a life partner or a cat. It's yeah. it's out there for the taking. So thank you so much to all our guests who've joined us today and thank you to everyone who has taken the time to listen. You can listen to other episodes of The Cake. Uh, They're available via whatever means you usually get your podcasts from. So, Kate, 
we've discussed cake. I think it's time you now eat the thing that you said earlier you love. <laughs> Do you fancy a slice? Absolutely. Excellent.